0: Hello ghouls and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black Jack 2. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street, North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, then dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today hey Blackjack how's it going I'm um, doing pretty good that's great to hear so um, the last two episodes we did the infield poltergeist uh, I talked just for a fraction of a second about Ed and Lorraine Warren and then last week we talked about the Amityville horror house and went a lot more into Ed and Lorraine Warren and I figured that we would just do the full trifecta today and do the Annabelle Doll story. So this um, story is, Ed and Lorraine Warren are extremely involved in this, and I'll get to all that, but first, Blackjack, I do got a little bit of news for you. Okay, what's the news? So I, I had some business I had to do in Rensselaer, Indiana the other day, and it took me right through Francisville. And uh, for those of you who remember Moody's Light, Moody's Light sits between Francisville and Rensselaer in a rural farming area. And I mean, there is nothing around almost. I mean, you'll see a house and you'll drive for a few minutes and finally come across another house. And I said, you know, I haven't been to the exact location in about 20 some years. And I was able to find the location. Luckily, it was just before dark so i was able to find it remember exactly where it's at and got out of there so we're hoping fingers crossed no promises to be going i think maybe next week so this could be our this could be next week's episode you're saying it i don't want to say 100 percent, just in case something happens i don't want people to be expecting it and it not happen but that's what we're hoping to do. So
1: sometime the episode might drop. Let's just say this. the It might drop sometime this month.
0: That would be a really safe assumption. I'm going to shoot to do it next week. But we'll see what happens. But today we are here to talk about the Annabelle doll. The true story of the original Annabelle doll began when she terrorized her first owner in 1970 forcing Ed and Lorraine Warren to take her to their occult museum for safekeeping. She sits in a glass case bearing a hand-carved inscription of the Lord's Prayer, while a pleasant smile rests on her happy face, sitting under a mop of red hair. But beneath the case is a sign that reads, Warning, positively, do not open. To the uninformed visitors of the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut, She looks like any other Raggedy Ann doll, produced in the mid-20th century. But the original Annabelle doll is actually anything but ordinary. Since her first supposed haunting in 1970, this allegedly evil doll has been blamed for demonic possession, a slew of violent attacks, and at least two near-death experiences. In recent years, the true stories of Annabelle have even inspired a series of horror films. Though she doesn't share the same porcelain skin and lifelike features as her cinematic counterpart, the Annabelle doll that lives in the occult museum of famed paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, the pair that worked on the case, is made all the more creepy by how ordinary she appears. So I'm going to stop there just briefly. Uh, I was reading because uh, if you go to bravethebasement.weebly.com, I got some, some pictures uh, from the infield uh, poltergeist some Amityville pictures and some pictures of the Annabelle doll and if you've seen the movies um, The doll in the movie is completely different from the actual doll and the reason for that is this is a Raggedy Ann doll which is licensed and trademarked and uh, It was just too hard for the movie to to get the permission to use the doll plus plus. I don't think that the the people who make the raggedy Ann dolls would want their doll to be associated with a demon possessed doll
1: I mean it makes sense i mean um I mean it would have been really cool with uh if I was the owner I would definitely have my doll in but i you can, you can see it at a business standpoint some of these dolls are for younger children yeah, you and, and, it, yeah and and they they
0: didn't want it you know So, uh, Annabelle's stitched features, including her half-smile and bright orange triangle nose, evoke memories of childhood toys in simpler times. If you could ask Ed and Lorraine Warren, they would tell you that the stark warnings scrawled across Annabelle's glass case are more than necessary. According to the well-known demonologist couple, the doll is responsible for two near-death experiences, one fatal accident, and a string of demonic activities that lasted some 30 years. The first of these famous hauntings can be traced back to 1970 when Annabelle was brand new. The story was told to the Warrens by two young women and was retold for years after by the Warrens themselves. As the story goes, the Annabelle doll had been a gift to a young nurse named Donna for her mother, from her mother for her 28th birthday. Donna, apparently thrilled with the gift, brought it back to her apartment that she shared with another young nurse named Angie. At first, the doll was an, an adorable accessory sitting on a sofa in the living room and greeting visitors with her colorful visage. But before long, the two women began to notice that Annabelle seemed to move about the room of her own accord. Donna would sit her on the living room sofa before leaving for work, only to come home in the afternoon and find her in the bedroom with the door shut. Donna and Angie then started finding notes left throughout the apartment reading, Help Me. According to the women, the notes were written on parchment paper, which they did not even keep in their home. Furthermore, Angie's boyfriend, known only as Lou, was in the apartment one afternoon while Donna was out and heard rustling in her room, as if someone had broken in. Upon inspection, he found no sign of forced entry, but found the Annabelle doll laying face down on the ground. Suddenly, he felt a searing pain on his chest and looked down to find the bloody claw marks running across it. Two days later, they had vanished without a trace. Following Lou's traumatic experience, The women invited a medium over to help solve their seemingly paranormal problem. The medium held a seance and told the women that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased seven-year-old named Annabelle Higgins, whose body had been found years earlier on the site where the apartment building had been built. The medium claimed that the spirit was benevolent and simply wanted to be loved and cared for. The two young nurses reportedly felt bad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up permanent residence in the doll. Eventually, in an attempt to rid their home of the Annabelle doll spirit, Donna and Angie called on a priest known as Father Hegan. Hegan contacted his superior, Father Cook, who alerted Ed and Lorraine Warren. As far as Ed and Lorraine Warren were concerned, the two young ladies' trouble truly started when they began believing that the doll deserved her sympathy. The Warrens believed that there was actually a demonic force in search of a human host within Annabelle, and not a benevolent soul. The Warrens' account of the case states, Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object. This is what occurred in the Annabelle case. This spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll, it was looking to possess a human host. Immediately, the Warrens noted what they believed were signs of demonic possession, including teleportation, such as the doll moving on its own, materialization, the parchment paper notes, and the mark of the beast referring to Lou's clawed chest. The Warrens subsequently ordered an exorcism of the apartment to be performed by Father Cook. Then they took Annabelle out of the apartment and to her final resting place in their occult museum in the hopes that her demonic reign would finally end. Following Annabelle's removal from Donna and Angie's apartment, the Warrens documented several other paranormal experiences involving the doll the first just minutes after they took possession of her. After the exorcism of the nurses' apartments, the Warrens buckled Annabelle into the back seat of their car and vowed not to take the highway in case she had some kind of accident causing power over them and their vehicle. However, even the safer back roads proved too risky for the couple. On their way home, Lorraine claimed that the brakes either stalled or failed several times resulting in near-disastrous crashes. Lorraine claimed that as soon as Ed pulled holy water from his bag and doused the doll with it, the problem with the brakes disappeared. Upon arriving home, Ed and Lorraine placed the doll in Ed's study. There, they reported that the doll levitated and moved about the house. Even when placed in a locked office in an outer building, the Warrens claimed that she would turn up later inside the house. The Warrens had a specially made glass and wood case constructed upon which they inscribed the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer. For the rest of his life, Ed would periodically say a binding prayer over the case, ensuring that the sinister spirit and the doll remained trapped forever. Since being locked up, Annabelle the doll hasn't moved again, though it is alleged that her spirit has found ways to reach out to the earthly plane. Once, a priest who was visiting the Warren's Museum picked up Annabelle and discounted her demonic abilities. Ed warned a priest about mocking Annabelle's demonic power, but the young priest laughed him off. On his way home, the priest was involved in a near-fatal crash that totaled his new car. He claimed to have seen Annabelle in his rearview mirror just before the accident. Years later, another visitor tapped on the glass of the Annabelle's doll's case and laughed at how how silly people were to believe in her. On his way home, he reportedly lost control of his motorcycle and crashed headlong into a tree. He was killed instantly, and his girlfriend just barely survived. She claimed that at the time of the accident, the couple had been laughing about the Annabelle doll. Though Ed and Lorraine Warren have both died, their legacy has been carried on by their daughter, Judy, and her husband, Tony. Until his death in 2006, Ed Warren considered Tony his demonology protege and entrusted him with continuing his work, which included caring for his occult artifacts.
1: That is really, really creepy. I mean, it gives me the goosebumps, you know, uh, thinking about it. And, uh that reminds me when uh, we were halfway through the episode is that i asked you a question last week i remember we were planning on this episode and it, i don't know exactly word for word but i remember it was like if you had a chance to spend five seconds with the annabelle doll take it out of the glass you're in a room in the dark one-on-one what do you do it
0: not happening
1: chicken fuck fuck
0: and and here's why okay because ed and lorraine warren were absolutely correct when they said that this isn't the spirit of a little girl that's that's possessed this doll okay human spirits cannot do that this is a demonic possession so essentially you're asking me hey Do you want to open up a case with a demon and start playing around with him? Yeah, pretty much, Bob. So uh, the answer to that is is real simple. No, I would not want to play around with a demon. And if if you remember um, in that story that I just told, uh, one of the two nurses had a boyfriend and the doll had scratched his chest. And he has these wounds, and it ended up healing and disappearing all by themselves. And Ed Warren called it the mark of the beast. Um, so this isn't something I would want to play around with, Blackjack. What about you? Uh, I uh, uh no, to be honest, I don't wanna
1: I wouldn't even want to go look at it, dude.
0: Now I would like to go visit the occult museum. Uh, I was reading. I, I sometime after um, Ed and Lorraine both had passed away on um, the museum was open. The museum was open for a while and then it was closed down for some. I don't remember the reason. And I believe they said they opened it back up with the but with the whole coronavirus thing going on. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but I would love to visit this occult museum.
1: Where is that at again?
0: Uh, it was in Connecticut,
1: Connecticut. All right.
0: Yeah. And then. There's videos on YouTube, if if uh, you want to check out YouTube, where uh, Ed gives a tour of the occult museum and shows everything that's in there, which is a, a really interesting video to watch, and there's several of them. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. And just to remind everybody, if you want to see what the Annabelle doll looks like, hop over to bravethebasement.weebly.com, check out our, our photo gallery, and you'll be able to see a picture.
1: So, not thinking about it, excuse me. <clears throat> So do you believe, do you believe this is real? I do. 100% you believe that the Annabelle doll is actually possessed by a demon.
0: So here's, here's the thing with, with and this is where you got to be very careful, especially with uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I kind of briefly touched on this. I think it was last week. Um, whenever something paranormal happens and it, be, and it gets a lot of notoriety and a lot of fame, You're going to have a lot of skeptics that are going to come out and they're going to find any way possible to disprove anything can happen. And so Ed and Lorraine Warren fall directly into that category. uh, And they were involved with, you know, some some very famous cases. And a lot of people say, well, you know, the cult museum is just full of Halloween stuff. Well, some of it is. And he tells you that. And you can watch the video and judge for yourself. He says, "Well, these are just Halloween decorations here, but in here is where we get to the paranormal stuff, and and you know these are actual cursed objects or what have you, what what it, what it is. But where you got to be careful with them is they did they did get a lot of fame, and sometimes you wonder where where the truth ends, and where trying to sell books and and get on talk shows and, and get that fame and notoriety begins, but uh, the Annabelle doll." I I believe it because uh, they were known to to work with the church and the church would call upon them to help investigate uh, some of these so-called demonic possessions or uh, haunted houses or or whatever. So the church, they they work directly with the church.
1: It kind of makes you want to think, how long has this demon been around?
0: Well, the demon would have been around since the uh, creation of time. Because because uh, uh, a demon is uh, if if you study the, the Bible tells you that they are falling angels. So they were angels at one point who who betray God and, and become demonic along with Satan. Because if you remember, Satan was an angel himself. So therefore, you know, uh, Satan and the angels and the demons would have been around uh, at the at the very beginning of creation,
1: and I, I'm supposedly this demon just got around and
0: found the doll. So, you know, last thing about Ed and Lorraine Warren: um, don't watch the Conjuring movies or the Annabelle doll movies or Annabelle creation and think that these these are the actual stories of what happened, because they're not. Hollywood gets a hold of them and they they got to make a movie to put behinds in the seats every eighteen inches and make some money off the movie. Um look into it for yourself, make your own determination. Um I personally believe uh, you know, there's something going on the Enfield Poltergeist. I believe that something happened at the Amityville horror house. And I definitely believe that there is something wrong with this doll.
1: I'm telling you man, all you have to do sit down for five seconds. With the doll, Maybe give it a little hug, play it around, squeeze the nose, and put it back in its case.
0: I'll remember you said that, Blackjack, when I take you there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so if you'd like to become a Brave The Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to Com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share with us, you could reach us at Bravedebasement at gmail.com. Your story could make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. And I hope you join us again. Until next time.